what is up everybody we're back we're back we're back we're back okay so we aren't back but i'm back it's been a long time since i've had somebody on the show and uh maybe that needs to change maybe there needs to be a co-host coming in uh maybe not maybe people just like hearing me but yeah so but the point is is that redeem meditations is back and i am your host thomas sandow um yeah yeah so um this is kind of a uh you know i guess a a newer present milestone we've got three in a row um coming to you um still working on the stuff for ephesians i still plan on in the future bringing two podcasts a week but with the sermonette style i do want to make sure i'm prepared and that uh and that um i'm not just kind of you know it won't be a kind of a little bit of winging it i mean the preparation i do for these shows is pretty much about a half an hour of reading and looking up verses and that's about it the rest i'm just coming off the top of my head um trying to make this seem conversational so that it may even though it's just you know me talking that it sounds like you're talking to a friend uh, kind of deal even if I'm not your friend I'd like to make it seem like I'm you know your friend and you're talking to me mostly I'm talking to you because you're sitting there listening anyways so last week um, just to kind of talk about some stuff. Like I said, uh, I don't do a whole lot. I don't have a manuscript or anything. And especially when I start going off on tangents, uh, sometimes I misspeak. Uh, this is one of the reasons why I find it pretty annoying when people start talking about something that I may have said, misspoken or incomplete, uh, thoughts that I have. It, it uh, it's, um, yeah, it is annoying. And um, yeah, I know I got a lot of ums right now because I'm really trying to figure out the best way to word this. But when I misspeak in things, if the rest of the podcast and the show, if that's the, if the thing that I misspoke about is the thing that's kind of weird and it doesn't make sense, just give me the benefit of the doubt that that's what I meant or that the opposite of what I said is what I meant I I again um I guess if you want to you know talk to somebody about you know me misspeaking or something like that you can either forward all your concerns to um Saul on Instagram or Nefu Steel on Instagram I, I would try to say Saul's last name, but I, I still don't remember how to do that. So that, I mean, that just means I need to have him on the show again. That way, he, <laughs> I don't even know if Saul knows this, that, that especially near the end of the episode, there was one thing that was done that really <laughs> caused some people's ears and some um, some puckering, as it were, to happen. Just like, <laughs> so, and uh, I, don't, I don't know, I was having such a good time with 
with Saul. I didn't even realize that it happened. So uh, if you want to know what I'm talking about, go back to the the first uh, Babbling Baptist podcast and uh, and check that out. There is something that happened that I didn't even know happened until somebody brought it up. And, um, yeah, it kind of created a little bit of a stir and, uh, kind of, again, kind of caused some people to be all, huh, pucker a little bit. Anyways, so, okay, um, what we have today is something that, that I think is completely overlooked right now in evangelicalism, in... In just all around Christianity actually and I see that it's really not only forgotten in kind of the mainstream things but especially in a lot of the expository preaching that I hear um or at least, at least what's called expository pre- preaching now. And that is the natural work of God and the strange work of God. And I know that might sound a little strange. <laughs> strange, strange work. That may be a little different from what you've heard before on... God's work that, you know, everything that he does is sovereign and everything that he does, does is within, in his, you know, he's just to do. Um, so how could there possibly be a strange work of God? Let me, let me kind of phrase you some questions. What do you think God's go-to is? Is it to be merciful? Or is it to cast judgment and wrath? Is it to show grace and kindness and steadfast love? Or is it to send affliction turmoil and trials which of these are God's go-to does God have a go-to now I guess we can say in the large sense that all these things do to be just and wrathful and kind and loving and merciful and gracious that yes That is all natural to God. But what is God quick to do? I think so much right now, especially in this kind of um, different, maybe maybe not different is the word I'm looking for, in this... In this kind of popular preaching, especially within uh, conservative sides of Christianity, 
that this this kind of thing because we know that God is is just to punish sinners and that we as sinners build up condemnation upon ourselves as we sin work for our own righteousness decide to commit cosmic treason by saying not your way but my way that's my throne And so, as sinners apart from grace, and even as sinners, we know, sorry, I got kind of lost in my thoughts, sorry, jumping to the next point. As sinners apart from grace, we know that we are We are just piling judgment upon us. We are piling wrath upon us. And that is a very important thing for us to acknowledge and know. But I don't believe that is what God's deepest is. That is not his go-to. And so we're going to look inside a little bit of of a Puritan idea, mostly formed by Thomas Goodwin, a little bit of um, Jonathan Edwards. And you can dig into more of their thoughts, especially Goodwin. Goodwin has some really great resources on God's natural and strange work. I know the Puritans can be a little bit scary and can be a little bit wordy and it's kind of like very high literature stuff, but don't let that scare 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 you. Really dive into in, into these guys. These guys were famous for just sucking the marrow out of every single verse. And so what I want to start with is I want to start with Lamentation, Lamentations 333. And this is during the assault that Babylon carried out upon Israel. Scripture reads, For he, God, does not afflict from his heart or grieve the children of men. So the thing that we have to acknowledge here is that it is God who is afflicting. Yes, that is very, very, very true. And and God is just to do that. God is just to carry out affliction upon sinners. Upon sinners apart from grace. He is just to do that. 
And in fact, had it not been for your faith, Christian, he would be just to do that upon you. But Dane Ortland says, and I think he he ha, ha, has it right in his book, Gentle and Low, 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 Lowly, that the theological bullseye of the whole book, of, of the whole book of Lamentations, that, that is, we are told that God does not bring such pain from his heart. That it's not coming from his innermost being. That he's creating and giving this pain to his people from his heart. He goes on to say on page, the end of page 138. He, God, is sending what they deserve. But his deepest heart is their merciful restoration. So it is what we deserve when we sin to reap pain and affliction or wrath. And God is just to do that. But it is his deepest heart. It is in the depths of him that we turn or that he is able to give us merciful restoration. That is his deepest heart. And we see that very sharply in the life of Jesus Christ where he says, I am gentle and lowly of heart. Some translations say meek and lowly of heart. And we see very sharply in the life of Jesus that he is so quick to give mercy and grace very slow to bring judgment very slow to cast up wrath I mean look at how much he put up with the, the disciples yes there was times he got stern with them but I mean how quickly would you have gotten stern with Peter way before Jesus did And I even think possibly on our on the parts that we view Jesus being stern and aggressive, I think sometimes we we misplace that. Or maybe he is being stern, but the tone is different. That Jesus may be speaking to his disciples in a in a very stern matter of fact way but he's doing so with an extremely merciful loving heart we see in Hosea 11 8 and 9 how can I give you up 
O Ephraim? How can I hand you over, O Israel? How can I make you like Edmina? If I butchered that, just go with it. How can I treat you? Treat you? I can't even say regular words. How can I treat you like Zebulun? My heart recoils within me. My compassion grows warm and tender. I will not execute my burning anger. I will not again destroy Ephraim. For I am God and not a man, the Holy One in your midst, and I will not come in wrath. Lamentations 3 says God has no pleasure in the destruction and calamity of his people. Jonathan Edwards writes regarding that verse that he'd rather that they should turn and continue in peace. He is well pleased if they forsake their evil ways that he may not have occasion to execute his wrath upon them. He is a God that delights in mercy and judgment is his strange work. God delights in showing mercy. And we see this, we, we see, see, see this in my, my, my cassette seven eighteen. Who is a God like you? Pandering iniquities and passing over the transgression of the remnant of his inheritance. Does he not retain his anger forever because he delights in showing and he delights in steadfast love? He will again have compassion on us. He will tread our iniquities underfoot. You will cast all our sins to the depths of the sea. You will show faithfulness to Jacob and steadfast love to Abraham as you have sworn to our fathers from the days of old that he will show steadfast love as he has sworn from the days of old think of this think of think of this if God was not slow to anger and his go-to wasn't mercy do you think God would have covered Adam and Eve's sin. Yes, they deserved the punishment that they had. And I'm and, and again, it, Scripture says that that punishment recoiled him. And he had no pleasure in doing it. But justice had to be served. But he showed mercy in not destroying them then. Think about the entirety of what happened with the the time before the flood. How long did God's patience wait before the flood? How long did his mercy endure through all the evil? Think about how patient he's been with you. How patient he's been with me to fall time and time again, to fall short of that very first commandment to love, to have no other gods before your God. 
the commandment that I cannot even obey, it seems like, for a second. Because I'm so concerned about my comfort, and I'm so concerned about who did me wrong. And I'm quick to cast my anger. And I think sometimes because we are quick to cast our judgment and anger and we want to see justice right now. And we have no patience for mercy. It seems as if we have patience for justice. That we'll hold on out for justice and for God's wrath and for our wrath to be satisfied. But it seems mercy is our strange work. To be merciful and forgiving to others is our strange work. Is it your go-to to instantly forgive? Have you forgiven without being asked forgiveness? Go to Jeremiah thirty-two forty-one. You're gonna, we're gonna have a little bit of, you know, because I, of course, why would I, um, <laughs> why would I have a uh, a bookmark? Um, let's see, Jeremiah thirty-two. I will rejoice in them doing good, and I will plant them in this land in faithfulness with all my heart and all my soul. His rejoicing in the people, in us. And see, it makes a lot more sense, though. I should have read the the verse before. before, So let's let's put that in that context. I will make with them an everlasting covenant, and I will not turn away from doing good to to them. And I will put the fear fear of me in their 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 hearts, that they may not turn from me. I will rejoice in them doing good, and I will plant them in the land. In this land, in faithfulness, with all my heart and all my soul. He makes an everlasting covenant with his people to whom he has called his chill, 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 chill children. And he will not turn away from doing good to them. That is his heart. That is his heart right there. He won't turn away. And he will put put the fear of him in our hearts that, they, that we may not turn from him. Not to get super extra emotional right now 
Do you fear a life without God's mercy? Without his steadfast love? I do. You will rejoice in us doing good. I, I, um, obviously, you know, we want to think of this has to do with obedience and this has to do with loving our neighbor and things of that, that, that sort. But also let's look at a deeper, something deep, 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 deeper that God delights not only when we do the right thing, but when we are when when we are in Him, when we we are in Christ. It's not just doing good deeds. Because if all you did were good deeds, I mean, we're back to last week. It's trusting. He will plant us in the land uh, in faith, faith, faithfulness. Now, some may see this as a planting in a physical land, in the promised land. Um, obviously, if people know me well, I don't believe that. Um, I don't believe in in a still to come physical promised land the 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 promised land the faraway country is our eternal home and not only that is the eternal home but our internal inheritance that is christ he is our inheritance he is our far country and he will plant us in christ our far country of rest. With all his heart and all his soul. It is God's strange work to carry out wrath. It's not his go-to. His go-to isn't to smite you every time you do something wrong. His go-to isn't to put paddle to bottom, as it were. As a father, I, I wonder sometimes... Am I too quick with discipline? How can I be showing delighting in mercy? I 
Isaiah 28, 21. For the Lord will rise up on Mount Parisium. Man, I should have read this ver- ver- verse and pra- pra- practiced this. <laughs> As in the va- 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 valley of Gibeon, he will be, be he will be roused to do his deed. Strange is his deed, and to do work. And to do work, his work, alien is his work. This is talking about the wrath that is to come. Isaiah explains it as strange and alien. Not alien as it's a, as it's not part of who he is. But alien as it's not his go-to. It's not where his heart leans. It's not his default. If wrath and and turmoil and affliction was God's go-to, his default, then I'm not sure there would be a cross. If God's default is to give us everything that sinners deserve, we don't have a cross. God's heart is merciful, and it's not just a New Testament thought. You see it in the garden. You see it with his patience with the patriarchal fathers you see it with the nation of Israel you see his long suffering faithfulness his mercy that he just doesn't wipe them out and then you see it shown here in the prophets and we see it sharply in Jesus in how he lived and in his action on the cross it is his strange work to carry out and to and to be wrathful and to afflict. Christian, take hope in that. Rejoice in that, that our God is a merciful God. Look at all these other false gods that have been made, that they are nothing but wrathful, fly-off-the-handle being, or false beings. That they are nothing but but wrath all the time. But our God, the true God, the real God. His default is mercy.
love, compassion, kindness. Before I potentially misspeak speak, speak again and uh, attribute false I- idols as beings, uh, I'm going to go. And uh, yeah, so that's what we got, got, got guys. That, that, that's a show. I know I got a little pure, pure, Puritan there, got a little emotional and things, stuff, and things with that, that there. That's kind of what happens when I rant. That's also what happens when I start digging into the Puritans. And also, that's just me being Baptist, everybody. So, um, sorry, not sorry. Um, guys, really pre- pre- appreciate you. Um, guys, share, share, share the show. Um, that's really all I can ask. Um, if you want, you know, uh, you know, there, there is a pay, Patreon and stuff. Um, but just share, share the show, get, uh, get, get, get it out, out, out there. So until next time.